As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Joelle Steiniger. Today we talked with Ajit, the co-founder of Doctable. Matt, what'd you think? I thought it was a great talk. They're building up a marketplace where they're selling to doctors primarily, uh, which is an incredibly difficult group to sell to. And then they're uh, building up demand generation on the consumer side to pair these doctors with. And to hear the different channels that they're you know, figuring out to reach either side is really creative and really interesting. Yeah, what I actually wasn't expecting to hear that that makes a lot of sense is that focusing on the fact that it's a marketplace isn't actually the best sales tactic for them. Uh, And they've had to find a lot of other ways to bring value to the doctors besides just saying it will bring you more patients. And so they've baked in a lot of other value adds uh, into the product to make it something that can kind of help build this longer term relationship with them. So 
Let's get into it. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to Max from Y Decision about how many domains he actually has as an account on Hover. So right now, I manage 104 domains on Hover. And, and those are uh, all your own? There's some of them are mine. Some of them are client domains that I, that I manage. All in all, 104. Wow. Go to Hover.com and use the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS to get 10% off your domain purchase today. Matt. Tell me what comes to mind when you think about starting a new product. Middleman, Git, Rails, Heroku, SSL, SSH, servers, clients, monitoring, logging. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a sec. Like before all that tech stuff, like basic day one, how do you start to reach customers? You just need a marketing side up. You need to start showing it to people. Okay, so start from, you know, sitting down in front of your computer You've got this idea, you want to get the marketing site up, what do you do? First things first, you need to find a great web host. You want a host who's reliable, been around a while, and is pretty well tested. A host that's easy to work with and ideally inexpensive. HostGator is a great option for this. They fit all those criteria, plus they're offering 30% off your first invoice for all Rocketship listeners. Definitely go check them out today, and don't let something as simple as hosting slow you down from reaching your first customers. Visit HostGator.com slash promo slash Rocketship to get your discount. You've heard me rave about CodeShip before. It's because they're an incredible team building an amazing product that makes my days happier and my code more reliable. Recently, they shipped an incredible new feature. It's called Parallel CI, and it allows for faster testing than ever before. Early access customers like Product Hunt have improved their development speed tremendously. If you haven't yet, tell your dev team to start a free trial. They have a super generous free plan, and they also offer 20% off three months to all Rocketship listeners. Sign up at codeship.com forward slash Rocketship. So Ajit, uh, tell us about Doctable. Cool. Uh, so, you know, Doctable enables consumers to shop for healthcare and, you know, essentially what it is doing is it's piggybacking on this recent changes in the healthcare trends where Consumers are responsible more and more for their own healthcare costs because of these incidents of high deductible plans. And if you see the landscape just with the Affordable Care Act, what it has done is, you know, driven a huge number of people into these high deductible plans. And that's why every one of us needs to be a more educated healthcare consumer. And it's to this audience that we target and offer a solution. Uh, where we allow them to be able to shop for healthcare based on price, quality, and convenience. So how does that differ from you know, the way that people used to do it? You know, if you take a look at just in the last few years, um, you know, how many times have we walked into a doctor or a dentist's office and knew how much things cost, right? It, it, it just wasn't something that was very transparent. So everybody has a story where you go to the doctor's office, and then you, you pay a copay of $40, $25, whatever it may be. But then you end up getting this huge bill and it's, it's the sticker shock bill that comes in afterwards. And the, the reason for that is because the system is so complex where people don't understand what their exposure is before you walk in. You know, everywhere, you know, in this country, we know things, what it costs before we walk in, except when it comes to healthcare. And that's why, uh, you know, the difference in our case is we exactly tell what your prices are before you visit a doctor so that you can actually compare and see whether it's the right place to go. You know, essentially, if you have a $4,000 deductible, you're paying for your own healthcare at this point. 
And you need to be more educated about how much things cost. And that's what our platform allows people to be able to do and not deal with this whole insurance maze that gets kicked in, which is what most people are used to, but the market is changing. So from a consumer standpoint uh, on the patient side, I see obviously huge benefits in that and being able to kind of price match and look at reviews and, and things like that. But how do you convince doctors to be open and transparent with their pricing and potentially get in kind of bidding wars uh, over patients. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, doctors are very excited about this because we actually focus on something called the cash price, or it's also called the self-pay price, which is we tell them that, look, we'll bring you a patient who pays you at time of service. And that's music to their ears. Um, primarily because if you bring them an insurance patient, what happens is that they have to collect, they have to first file a claim then they have to collect from the patient and all that is a huge administrative burden for them. And then they end up collecting from the patient like maybe two months, three months down the road. So um, a private practice in our world is a small business and for them, cash flow is key. So that's the reason why, you know, in private, a lot of doctors dislike this whole insurance model because it keeps them locked in into this constant cycle. So when we go in and we say, look, we need your cash prices and what we help you do is get you patients who pay you a time of service. That's a pretty big differentiator for them because it allows them to collect right there when a patient walks in. And that's why they have no um, you know, issues with sharing their pricing with us. And in, in terms of a bidding war, we always say healthcare is not always about price because you don't want to go to the cheapest doctor. You know, There's a certain level of value associated to that. Um, we always say there's a price component, there's quality, and there's convenience. Convenience in terms of are you located close to my work or my office or my home? And then do you have appointments online or do you have appointments available next week when I want to see you? So that's why providers and doctors see that. And we always say, look, end of the day, it's your business. You get to set your prices. And if your price is egregiously high, you will see that there's no appointments coming in. But there's definitely value coming in even on the provider side, just as much there's value for the consumer side because what we're doing is removing the middle layer of inefficiency that exists today. So how are you balancing the effort of bringing the two sides together? I know that um, with a marketplace, it's always kind of like the chicken and the egg thing. You know, it, it's not going to work if either side feels empty. Um, so where are you putting your effort in the beginning to grow not only your users, but the doctors? Sure. Um, you know, the first, the last year, the last six to seven months, the focus was absolutely on the provider side. So the supply side, because there's no intent for us to be able to get uh, consumers and not show enough coverage in terms of the providers that are listed on our platform. Uh, and that's why it was a sales process. We actually, our customer, if you talk purely in terms of revenue, uh, comes in from a provider. Uh, providers pay us a per month fee to be part of our network. Um, so we felt that you know the first effort needs to get enough broad coverage in terms of our provider platform. And then once that critical mass has been achieved, then now is when we have started focusing our efforts on the other side of the equation, which is the demand side, which is how do we get to the consumers at the right place at the right time? This is a very event-driven business. You, know, you you don't get to you don't generally need to see a doctor or a dentist most times. It's just when you need them, how how can we be there for them? So um, there's a couple of ways we're doing that. One is through our digital marketing strategies. There's a direct consumer portal. Um, which is where people can go in, very similar to Expedia. You can search, see ratings, see the prices, and book an appointment online. 
And the second one is our channel strategy. So we actually are partnered up with insurance brokers. And what we do is go to employers and say that you are now moving to a high deductible plan with an HSA. You need your employees to be more educated healthcare consumers. So we will offer you a private white label platform that you can offer to your employees. And that allows their employees to be able to shop for healthcare at a little bit of a different price point than what you see in the consumer portal. So those are the different ways we're getting to the market. But um, the key in our business, at least, was to focus on the supply side first uh, before moving on to the demand side. So do you go one city at a time in that case? That's correct. So our current model is a more uh, you know, regionalized approach. So um, and as with a lot of the other companies, especially in the on-demand space, uh, we want to do it well in one region, um, get all our sales processes lined up, get our marketing processes lined up, and then uh, replicate these models in different geographic regions. And what pushed you guys in the direction of doing a white label version? Uh, you know, our key goal is driving transactions through our platform. So um, we found out after talking to some employers that it's an added benefit if employers, especially smaller employers, you know, we're not going after the big ones yet. Um, someone who's 25 to 75 employees strong, um, it's always a good benefit add for them if they say, look, here's the employer giving you employee all these benefits. And um, we really don't mind that at this point, it's, you know, Doctable's name is not mentioned as long as we have employees who are booking transactions through our platform. Because the, uh, it's important for two reasons. One is the more transactions we drive on the platform, you know, the more providers uh, we can keep. Uh, and retain on a monthly basis. But at the same time, we also charge employers of uh, per employee per month fee. So we do monetize on the employer front too. So we're not too concerned about the brand name on the employer side. It's more transaction growth. And how did you convince the doctors to come on? You said that you went after them first. How did you convince them to come on the platform before there were people that they were going to get matched with? Yeah, that, that was a little bit of a tough one because the chicken or egg definitely plays into this. Um, so this was a little bit more um, selling them on the vision, um, but you're also selling them on value. And you see that, you know, when we had this idea and we started this company and, you know, we we're talking to hundreds of doctors and we kept hearing the same pain point that they're having, which is, you know, the, the trends has changed dramatically how they conduct their business and their accounts receivables and bad debts are rising and they need to find different ways to uh, you know sus just sustain business instead of just thriving so um, we were selling on the vision saying look you need to adapt to this new generation that comes in and tries to do a lot of things online and um, we tried to refer some of the comparables where um, there are other companies like ZocDoc who have shown that online appointments is extremely key. And we're coming in and saying, look, the, you know, this is the additional layer. This is the generation that wants to be more educated and it's okay to show the pricing. And by the way, um, you know, once we get to a critical mass, you know, we will be changing the price point. So, um, you know, I will be the first to admit it did take time and effort, but where we had a lot of great help is, you know, we had the opportunity to have some really good advisors on our team who are uh, medical doctors. So they helped us plug us into their network. And it's always good to get a warm referral into a doctor's office because um, at that time, you know, it, it's a lot easier for them to hear your pitch. And, uh, you know, we got the earlier doctors in. And what we've seen since then is that the earlier doctors get so excited, you know, even though we were early in the platform. Um, they do end up referring us to some of their other colleagues, and that's kind of like how I, uh, we built the network. 
When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. So doctor's offices are notorious for being very hard places to get into as a salesperson. Uh, How are you guys getting in past the warm referrals? Yeah, so that's the uh, that's the current one that we're doing is more inside sales. Um, you know, of course, you, you're absolutely right. Doctor offices are one of the toughest ones to um, get past the gatekeeper because they're so well trained. Um, so it's it's a lot of techniques that we employ. Um, you know, we right now employ full cold calling inside sales approach right here in San Diego. Um, but it's again a lot of it is trying to convince the the office manager. A lot lot of times it's the office manager who makes the at least the first decision and so is to be able to sell to them the concept that look we're going to be selling not just this new patients but we're also going to be selling you showing you giving you some value in terms of the solution that we provide so for example we give them tools and widgets that they can now place on their own website where their patients can book appointments online we tell them that we help you do booking uh, reminders, appointment reminders. So when you talk based on the user persona of who you're trying to sell to, the office manager is always busy and you're trying to see how you can, how you can make the life easier. So that's one strategy. If you get a hold of the doctor, um, then you're trying to sell them, look, we help you get new patients because he's trying to increase his uh, revenue for his practice. So. Um, you know, I hate to say it's a numbers game, but, you know, we qualify our leads very carefully. We see who are these providers who are out there. You know, of course, they need to be uh, having good quality ratings. But at the same time, are they out there using other marketing solutions? What are they doing? Are they new in business? Um, are they trying to attract new patients? And uh, that's pretty much our strategy is to try to qualify a, good, a doctor's office and do things over the phone because, if you go outside on the field, A, it's inefficient, uh, at least initially for a startup, because you cannot um, touch that many practices as you would on the phone. And B, you're competing against the pharma reps who, you know, who have a lot higher marketing budget. And, you know, a lot of times the office managers might demand, you know, for them to even hear it, you have to buy lunch for the whole practice. So we, of course, as a startup cannot do that. So that's why we adopted the inside sales approach. So have you seen any trends in like certain kinds of doctors that are more willing to give this a try than others? Like, um, you know, would you say that most dermatologists are really excited to try this, but uh, a heart surgeon, maybe not so much? You know, that's a good point because that was what one of our first mistakes we made was, you know, we all, you know, as a founder, you're blindly optimistic and we ended up going and said, we're going to do it for all doctors. And um, very quickly we found out that, you know, not every specialty shares the same level of optimism that we have. And we found out that, but at the same time, certain specialties were a lot more excited about this because they were very impacted by all the changes in healthcare uh, in the recent years. So we found out, you give it, you give the actually perfect example. Dermatologists absolutely are very excited. Uh, cardiologists, for example, might say, look, it really doesn't apply to me because I see a patient on a regular basis. So it probably is beneficial for them to just come through their insurance. So um, we initially to keep things very focused or only targeting five specialties. So dentists, chiropractor, 
uh, chiropractors, optometrists, um, mental therapy, and then uh, ophthalmologists. And the reason for that is these are folks who are affected or who have people paying out of pocket already. So it was kind of low hanging fruit for us. And we felt that there's enough providers right here in San Diego that we could use these five specialties initially to get the depth of coverage. And then we will move past them to other specialties. So there's a couple ways that you need to expand across specialties and then also across regions. How does that affect or how does it impact the funding that you guys go after to ensure that you have enough runway to be able to hit the milestones locally and also to spread out? I mean, you see examples like Uber that are just raising insane amounts. What's what's the uh, the other approach to it? Yeah, and, and you know that's that's one of the reasons why you know we uh, we are adopting the inside sales strategy because it is um, y- you know more cost effective in terms of provider acquisition costs are concerned because calling on on the phone is a lot cheaper than uh, on field reps. Uh, in terms of the funding requirements, you know we currently we just raised a six hundred fifty thousand seed round. And uh, the goals for this seed round is to get to a certain milestone of paying providers right here in San Diego by proving out the inside sales approach. And once that's done, um, you know, the intent would be to go out and raise uh, additional funds and be able to then uh, leverage the other regions and say, look, uh, we, we are, at that time would hire X more reps per region and then adopt the same processes that we did for San Diego. Um, you know, our current fundraising is also uh, tiered in such a way that we will, a, every investor who joined us um, in this round has the option to uh, re-up their investment in November of 2015. So um, if we do need a little bit more gas in the tank, we, we can absolutely go back to our investors and it becomes a 1.3 million seed round. So, um, you know, our current budget and projections are to make sure that let's get the milestones here for San Diego because the goal is how can we make sure that with uh, we aim to get to four reps in San Diego, how can we get from four inside sales reps and show that that model can be copied pasted in other regions when we get more capital infusion? So let's talk about the other side, the uh, the patient side. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to grow that, and how are you reaching people? Um, because, like you said, you know, when you need to go to the doctor, it's kind of a something comes up, something happens, and you need to go. It's not like you spend time planning. Yeah, so um, there's two or three different techniques we're employing right now to get the first few uh, few transactions that we're rolling in um, through our platform. One is, of course, um, we are doing a lot of marketing on the digital side. So currently, it's, uh, it's a lot of Facebook marketing, um, trying to attract uh, people when we're using Power Editor and try to get to the exact audience that we target for certain specialties. So, for example... Um, you know, if you take a look at chiropractors, they're a little bit more on people who are active. So anybody who's very sports driven, uh, trying to target that segmentation. Um, dental, very similar. I mean, we're targeting people um, right now. We're talking on more on the younger side. You know, someone who wants a teeth cleaning done um, with, uh, you know, who likes certain other products around the dent, you know, from, from a smile perspective. So a lot of it is testing out these different campaigns from a digital uh Perspective, and we got uh, transactions rolling in from from that side. The second one is also through our own providers. What we do is we provide them with tools for their own practice to promote to their existing patient base. So when we go into a practice who is signed up, we actually give them two things. One is we give them an appointment widget for their own website. So we tell their practice to say, look, you know, you you don't want to front a phone call and 
the, the challenge also is the phone calls. Sometimes it's in anyone who's called the doctor's office has always been on hold. They know that you never get an appointment right away. So um, what uh, the benefit of a widget online does is now you can book an appointment 24 seven at any time of the day without having to talk to someone. I mean, I'm personally like that. I mean, I'm, I'm not a hermit, but I generally don't like calling on the phone and now it's to try to make that convenient aspect. So the doctors are promoting that on their own website um, by using our widgets. And the second thing is we do offline uh, flyers. So we, when you walk into the doctor offices, um, you know, who are in our network, we build these uh, small flyers that they place on their front office, which kind of shows like a rate card. I mean, it's, it's very similar to a menu card that you go to a restaurant where this says, look, Dr. Roy, his, his rates are this, and it's used for referrals. It's basically friends and family allows, you know, allows them to be able to go and pass on. And even for the same patients, it, it provides them the transparency that they probably didn't have before. So we are tracking all those different uh, ways that consumers are coming through. And that seems to also have uh, been working with our initial test platform. So that's what, that was on the consumer side. We did a couple of beta tests with employers, so about 50 50 uh, employers each. And that was the uh, private white label platform that I was talking about, where the employers are incentivizing their employees to say, here's a platform, be more educated, and try to, try to see what things cost, especially for um, these smaller companies who do not provide dental or vision insurance. So for them, it's a good value add to say, look, if you ever need to go see a dentist or an optometrist, here go to, uh, you know, it's a private wide level domain. And then that's where the consumers are coming in. So this is the early on, you know, we're early, very early in our consumer demand generation side. I mean, while we are getting uh, appointments, we feel to grow it to the next level, which is why, you know, we're currently looking to hire for a growth hacker just so that we can expand our efforts and put pump more money into our marketing uh, uh, budget to, uh, to attract more patients just right when they need us. Yeah, it's interesting to hear about all the different channels that you guys are baking in because on the surface you look at it and I would assume that it would grow through SEO and mm-hmm. you find people when they're searching for it. But uh, it sounds like you guys are coming up with a lot of creative ways on either end to get in front of people, which is great. Um, when, if you guys were starting over again, building a marketplace, what do you think you would do differently to, to save some time and gray hairs? <laughs> or lost hairs? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we would definitely, um, you know, to, to the extent possible, um, you know, we should actually try to not sell so much on the marketplace approach to um, to our supply set to the doctors, because what that does then is, you know, end of the day, absolutely, we are a marketplace, but what it does is it builds the expectation that they're going to start seeing patients the right you know, the, the very next day that they sign the contract. And we found out very early that it takes time. Any solution like this takes time. So what you have to sell is also other value adds to uh, to the supply side because you need something to sustain that relationship for the first two to three months when, you know, you, you, know, you need to be ready. You may not be able to direct one patient to this practice. So what are they going to be here with you for and what are they paying for? So, um, you know, my early lessons was that I always was very gung-ho about going to the doctor and saying, hey, we'll get you a new patient. And, you know, don't worry. I mean, that's that's kind of like how you can even compensate us. And I found out that it's tough. I mean, um, demand generation can be an issue and as most marketplaces will appreciate. And that's why as we went through our process, we found out more and more from talking to providers who is our supply to see what else is bugging you. You know, what else is inefficient in your practice? Let us help you in some of those cases too. So the marketplace becomes one element of, of an overall solution and not the 
whole thing. And I think that was one thing I, if I had known before, um, it would have helped me um, kind of retain and also attract new uh, doctors into our network. Yeah, we talked to the guys at House Call recently, and yeah. they were doing something similar where they they have this, um, it's, it's kind of like Uber for house service, mm-hmm. um, but they're also building tools on the back end, basically SaaS solutions to help the um, the teams manage the jobs that they're doing. So it's working out great for them. It sounds like you guys are doing something similar and it's working good for you too. Absolutely. And I think it, it all comes down to, I mean, what, what, what's in it for me in terms of a provider? I mean, if they, if they only see and if they only hear the one thing is that we'll only get you cash patients. And if you uh, fail to perform and then that's, that's probably going to lead to a cancellation. But if you show them, look, here's the other things that you get as part of this uh, pricing model in this package. Then, it's a, then they understand the value that comes from it. So that's why, I, you know, I was a big believer in continuing, especially because we're talking to a lot of these doctors in their office manager and they, they tell us, I mean, they're very open about what troubles them. And uh, it's just a matter of listening to your customer and say, okay, what else can I develop to kind of keep them in our network? Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Can you tell everyone where they can keep up with you and Doctable? Sure, sure. Please do. I mean, uh, you know, everyone, if you can just visit our website, we have a new site launching in mid-April, but it will be www.doctable.com. And I mean, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, all at uh, Doctable. Um, and, you know, really appreciate the support from the community. So, uh, and you can personally email me at ajit at doctable.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And make sure to check out our app discount section where we feature discounts from amazing companies like Treehouse, Wistia, Woo Themes, all giving you exclusive discounts for being a Rocket Ship listener. So go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials.
your final summons If I catch you, bet you regret you ever ditch me Driving, conniving, guy's been robbing me lately He went up Lake Street, let him follow and swallowing up steps He ran to the left, I made a left and crashed Into a rose bush, my nose crushed on impact But yeah, I'll get him back 